Good morning or whatever time of day it is for you. I'm so excited to have you guys back. I'm really looking forward to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. We're like pretty far deep into fall and it is my favorite season. I know for some people it's like, well, it's so sad because then winter is happening. And like, yeah, winter sucks, but let's just enjoy fall while it's here. Any updates on my end? No, don't have any, but that's okay. Okay, so today's episode is with a friend, which is super special. Today I'm having Michelle, who is the founder, creator of the Ass Class. So she is at Booty by Mish on Instagram, and she is a movement instructor. So today's episode was all about her move because she just recently moved from Vancouver to Toronto. So with that, we discussed some challenges and of course, being uncomfortable, new change of scenery, and just talking about how being uncomfortable really helps you grow. And it's in those moments when we feel icky and not ourselves is when we really learn the most about ourselves. We then go into the importance of movement as medicine for yourself as an act of self-love and self-care. And it looks different to so many of us. So Michelle will specifically be speaking on her movement methods and just kind of something that I wanted to not flag, but like point out is that movement looks different to everyone. And I myself personally was not really able to hold myself accountable since the start of the pandemic, since routine was such a huge thing for me is why I love the gym is like I would get up, get ready, make a coffee and then head over there. And I really love that in addition to, of course, working out and taking care of my body. But it's not something that I was able to do for myself. And I think a lot of different things were factoring in at the moment. And at first I would feel horrible about it. And then you slowly, well, I personally slowly was able to accept myself and the fact that like, hey, this isn't working for me. So I found little ways to incorporate that, which was taking walks whenever I could, whenever I felt like it, whenever I felt called on to it, and then stretching at my desk when I could. So it's tricky for everyone. And I think that one of my key takeaways is definitely to not be hard on ourselves as individuals and just find what works for us and what works for someone else may not work for you. And that's okay. So another thing too, when we talk about movement in this episode, yes, Michelle reverts to kind of her method, which a lot of you do follow and subscribe to, and it's absolutely wonderful and great, but it it could look different for everyone else. So just know that. What else? We talk about the importance of journaling and connecting with yourself and why it's important because something that I've also been thinking of a lot recently, it's like, how well do you know yourself? It's such a weird question because you're like, well, it's me. Like I live in my body. I am who I am. But like, no, it's like taking away, like stepping out of what you do for work, but what you do on the regular. It's just who are you in your body and how well Do you know yourself? It's weird. It's like getting to know yourself every day and learning new things every day about yourself. And it just, she kind of talks about how she does that. And it's definitely through journaling. So yeah, I hope that did it justice. I really don't want to ramble for too long, but we're going to get to that episode. I hope you all enjoy and I hope to see you soon.
Hi, Mish. Hello. Okay, so this is so special because I have not recorded with anyone in person. I don't know for how long. Like, it's literally felt like maybe a year and a half, two years. I find it the most special when I get to sit down with friends and talk to them about their journeys and what they've been up to. So how's your day going? My day is going well. It's raining. Yeah. We picked a good day. I really like days like this. Yeah. Because it's like you don't feel guilty for staying inside. Not that you should ever feel guilty for staying inside, but it's nice. We're cozy. So cozy. And on rainy gray days, I like to think of it as a connection day, like a grounding day. I feel like I use it to stay warm, stay cozy, journal, move, eat more do whatever I want. Okay. So it's the afternoon right now. What did you do this morning? I woke up at 6am, made a coffee, listened to music, wrote a workout and trained back-to-back clients until you came to me. And you're very, I mean, you share what you're doing every day all the time, but why I'm really excited to have you on too is because we're just going to talk a little bit more and give listeners and hopefully those following you on social, just more in depth. Like an interview style. I'm shaking my head right now. Go so deep. Yes, we're going to go deep. Okay, so why don't we just start from the beginning? Who are you? What do you do? Tell us all. Who am I? Well, on social media, you may know me as Booty by Mish. But my name is Michelle Kunreich. Michelle K. Last name is a little bit tough. I am a... Certified personal trainer, creator of a class called the Ass Class, and an entrepreneur in the fitness industry. Wow, I've been in this industry for about over 10 years. I got certified for fun when I was 17. If you told me my life was going to end up like this, I would have never believed you. Okay, but what did you want to do when you were in high school or like CJET University? Like what, what did you want to do? I was studying psychology. Love the mind. The mind is a wild place, but I couldn't really pinpoint like what I wanted to do. I just know I knew I wanted to be my own boss and go at my own pace. And I love that. And to always light a fire under my ass, if I'm speaking for myself, I needed to just do me. And my dad used to tell me, Mish, you love fitness, you love movement. You're going to go into that industry. Were you a dancer as a kid? No. Dancing, I'm so uncoordinated, but always a tall, like I'm such a tomboy and like I loved skateboarding and playing basketball and throwing around a football and always really active, never a dancer. But my dad's like, Misha, this is what you're going to do. I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then I just had so much fun moving and one thing led to the next, led to the next. And here I am. I hear you are in Toronto now. So you just recently moved. This past summer. This is my two months. It's officially two months. And how do you like it? I love it. What do you love about Toronto? I really love the energy of the city. Very different from Vancouver, which is where I've been living the last 10 years. You were in Vancouver for 10 years? For 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so I'm originally from Montreal. I moved to Vancouver when I was 19, didn't know anyone, to go study at UBC. I'm an only child. So like moving across the country was like pulling teeth for my parents to be like, fine, you can go. Like we allow you to go. But I I knew I had to get lost in a new city and just get lost. It was exactly what I wanted and not to escape anything, not to be found, but just to like be. 
and I wanted to be on my own and meet new people and just walk down streets I didn't know and be really uncomfortable. I moved to be uncomfortable. And why I love Toronto right now is because I'm uncomfortable and I love it. I have picked up my business. I have moved away from friends. And by picking up my business, I had such a foundation in Vancouver. Like that is where my business was created. And to leave was not easy and it's still not easy. And starting from the ground up again, even though you have social media and you have clients and my clients stayed with me, like I'm new to the city. I'm new to this bubble. I'm new to to everything and I'm uncomfortable, but that's where shit happens. Like that's where growth happens. That's where passion is reignited and I love it. But then don't you think that you're constantly like gonna have to Because you grow and you feel best when you're uncomfortable, which is like such an oxymoron, but it's true. Don't you think that you're always are going to have to kind of like find that uncomfortableness if you start getting comfortable somewhere? Always evolving. I want that for myself. Whether it's taking a car ride somewhere, like I just mentioned, I'm like, oof, the beaches. Wow, that's a 30-minute drive. That's uncomfortable for me. Like it could be something so small as eating a new meal and being uncomfortable and growing in that way. Same thing when it comes to business. I'm like, okay, do I open up a studio? Where am I renting a space? Who are my new clients? What about this outfit? Do I like this space for my video? Like there's always something where you can evolve and be uncomfortable. So it's not the physical aspect of like moving somewhere. It's just finding something new in your everyday routine that kind of like shifts you off the road a little bit. Yeah. And like adds another branch to your tree that's, wow, that sounds really cliche, but like you're a trunk and you just always want to keep growing and being and evolving. So that's how I envision. When you are in a city and whoever is listening to this podcast, you may understand like when you're going to a class, you're going because you love an instructor. So for you, it was like working at a specific studio and that's how you kind of built your network more so. People knew who you were. They wanted to go to your classes. Then you get personal one-on-one clients from there. And so you're moving and like everything, like I know we think now we're in like this pandemic era. So everything is just like online and digitalized, but it's true. It is. But people were were going back into the workout class mode and like, you're going to see one-on-one clients. So like that must've been like really hard for you to be like, okay, I'm going somewhere completely different and I'm just going to spread my wings and figure it out. I had to follow my gut I moved, I believe, for a really good reason. So I really want to live life with raw, real, and authentic energy. And wherever I feel like I need to go, I will go. And I need to trust the universe and myself that I will support myself. Like I always tell myself, I fucking got this. If I fail, I fail, but at least I know I tried and I gave it my all. And if it doesn't work out, that not working out will lead me somewhere else. Everything is happening for a reason. And if you follow me on social media and you see my journal writings and you've spoken to me, I have said this to every friend and every person I come in contact with, like, you're doing so well, you fucking got this and everything happens for a reason. Just keep moving forward. And like what you feel that you need to go towards, there's a reason for that. And I knew that I was going to leave Vancouver, like in my gut. 
my lease was coming to an end. And I'm like, that beautiful loft that everyone loved. Everyone had so much envy. But it was such a beautiful space. But there I went through really hard times or on my own. But like my business grew out of that space because that's where like I started BBM, the online. So that place, like, damn, it was heaven, but hell all in one. And leaving was hard, but to start like a life with someone else in a new city is what I've wanted. And I got it. I had to do it. Yeah. So what have been some challenges for you since you got here? Do you notice, do you feel a change of pace between Vancouver and Toronto? Yeah, 100%. Vancouver's so So chill. it's not like cliche, guys. It's the West Coast versus East Coast lifestyle. Holy shit. Like I'm going to bed at 1 a.m., I'm like going out for dinner more. And, you know, I really have to, I'm staying true to myself and maintaining this balance of I will keep waking up early and I will keep doing yoga and writing and having those mornings to myself that I still had when I was living in Vancouver on my own. Like there are routines that I have to keep in order to stay sane and stay true and to be connected to myself, but a busy city takes you by storm, girl. I'm like, okay, I got dinner at this place. Okay. Friends in this place. Okay. I got to go here and I got to go there. And before I was like going at my own pace. Now it's like, I need to build friendships and like go and put like that much more effort and go and see and explore and do. I miss the water terribly. Like the ocean is where my soul and I expand and feel so alive. It's not the forest. And was that something you unlocked when you moved to Vancouver, like to the West Coast, and you realized that that's what you needed? Because Montreal does not have, we're a lake country. Living in Montreal, I felt suffocated growing up there. Like it was a beautiful city, but I once traveled to California. And even before I went to California, I'm like, this is a happy place for like inside of me. I didn't know what it was, never been there. I'm like, I need to be here. I need to be by the water. I need to see beyond. And I'm like, Vancouver's my place. Moving from Montreal to go to UBC to study psych. And coming back to this, to, you know, the East Coast now, I can go chill and I can go quick, but I need to find the chill within the quick in the city. So I've been running to the water as much as I can and finding my spaces and places where I feel open. Because if I just stay in a city... I'm like, where? And what's like so unfortunate, like I I find peace like in the forest. Like I love green and like mountains and stuff like that. But like the more you drive up north, like when you leave the city in Ontario, you drive up north. It's like, yeah, we have tons of lakes too, but it's nothing that you can just like go and run to. Like if you're living in the suburbs or if you're living in like cottage country, sometimes you don't have water that close. Yeah, it's really interesting. If anyone's listening to this and you, you know, maybe you can relate to me that recently moving and I am happy I moved. I don't regret my decision. I have accepted my decision and every day I'm like, this is good for me. But it, within me, I'm very spiritual. Within me, I feel layers of my body and my energy and my soul that are still adjusting to it. I close my eyes at night and I see the seawall and I like envision myself running down the seawall and I feel internally I am still saying goodbye to that and accepting that. So that's where I'm at. It's like, I'm here. I like that I'm here. I love that I'm here with who I'm with and like friends like sitting across from me. This is incredible. We met each other on social media and here we are in a room. I want to talk back to when you got your personal training certificate at the age of 17. What kind of things were you doing then? Like workout types. What wasn't I doing? I have tried 
everything from spin, CrossFit, running, yoga, biking, walking, elliptical for hours, like everything. I joined a gym when I was 14 with a girlfriend back in the day just for fun. And I just really liked going to the gym and walking there. I felt like independent. I was like getting out of the house and just like being with a girlfriend, listening to music, reading magazines while I was on the bike. And it was fun. And I really liked moving my body in different ways and connecting to myself. So yeah, when the opportunity came up, I think I I jumped on it. I was like, nah, I'll get certified. It was my time to be with myself, to be selfish. I use the word escape in a healthy way. Movement is an escape for me. In movement, I find stillness. In movement, I find myself. I constantly have an internal dialogue with myself. How do I feel? What happens if I move my arm this way? Oh, I feel like this. How do I feel after I work out? How do I feel before I work out? Or not even work out. We'll just say move. Maybe breathe. Maybe sit. And I got hooked on the high of being with myself and loving moving my body and sweating and breathing heavy and music. Breath is a huge part that people like don't think about or realize. There are layers to us. There is breath. There's mind. There's there's the body. There's so much. And in movement, I find myself. My job now is giving a lot on social media. Same with you in this podcast. We're giving energy to each other right now. We're I go to refine my energy and recharge myself is either being alone and moving and listening to music and writing. So when did you come up with the Ask Class method? Growing up, I always loved work. I always had a booty and I love working my bum. I loved it. I love working my lower body. It was always really challenging to me. I love being sore. I loved using resistance bands and ankle weights. This is like years ago too. I remember just when they were not cute. And I say cute, you hate me for this, but the, what are my favorite ankle weights? Those ballo ones. Yeah. They're one pound. They're super cute. I love them because they're so cute, but I know exactly the ankle weights that you're talking about because my mom used to have them and she was just like, I know it's not good, but like to go on walks with them. She never really used them for workouts because like back in the day, I feel like something was sold to you and you just bought it. But I know exactly the ankle weights you're talking about. I still have those. I have chunky ass ankle weights. I love that. That they feel like sandbags. Oh, but like, it's not about what they look like. It's about (laughs) what it feels like. And it feels good. Anyways, I remember like lying in bed and like doing exercises, like the dipping and kicking while I was just like watching. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like, I just really enjoyed exploring different equipment and moving my body and feeling my bum burn, my legs burn, my core burn. Anyways, I always, I always love working my lower body. So let me tell you, certified at 17, I got approached by an owner of a gym in Montreal when I was finishing my certification the final day. He's like, when you get certified, you are going to shadow me. I'm like, what, what, what? He's like, yes, I just, I see you move. I want you to work for me. Come work with me. I worked there for about a year. I was at the smoothie bar getting to know the clients, which is a great place to start. That's how people know you. That's how you interact with people. I would wake up early in the morning. I would go shadow him, write workouts, leave, go on my day, go to school. Anyways, I left to go to Vancouver. When I moved to Vancouver, studying psychology, I'm like, ah, I would take two buses to go to a gym downtown. I became friends with the personal trainers there. I go back on campus, go hang out with the trainers. Like, 
when I was done school, like going on campus and leaving campus and and exploring Vancouver and going to... For those who are not from Vancouver like me, where is UBC in reference to like the rest of the city? It's west. Okay. It's like a 25-minute drive in downtown. And then one of the trainers was like, hey, Mish, we're looking for a personal trainer at the Kitsilano location for this gym that they were at. It was a corporate gym. And I was like, sure. So I got the job. What year is this, by the way? 2011. Okay. So this is like before social media became very prevalent at all. And I think that's a really important part because, again, as we know, social media has like it's done wonders and it's also done really toxic things for the fitness industry in general. And like you were doing this when it's like you did not have that distraction of the online world in any sort of way. So it's just you loving this, wanting to learn, figuring this out. Yeah. Me and my workout methods. My workout methods, I always did length and strength. So I I always love to incorporate any movements that create length in the body, stretch in the body, mixed with high intensity training. And that's what I would do with my clients. So I would like go to school, teach my clients, go to school, back and forth. I worked there for two years. It was about sell, 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 sell. You don't make 10K in your sales, like you're fired. And you know what? Anyone who's listening, if you don't know where to begin, I would say work for a corporate gym. There, you need to be open and willing to be uncomfortable to build clientele. I learned a lot. I also believed so much in what I was selling. So there was never any bullshit on my side. So I never had a problem with meeting my quota because I genuinely loved every single person I approached, trained. I still remember every single person I trained to this day. And I learned a lot. And when I left, I rented space out of a gym that where other trainers were bringing their clients and told my clients I was leaving. They followed me and you start from there, you go and that's your next step. You're paying for a space rather than like a gym paying you per the hour. Your clients are paying you, you give the gym a cut. And then from there, the next step was going to my clients' homes. I love that. I love switching up the environment. I love bringing my workout equipment, my music, my energy to my clients' homes and teaching them self-love and movement. And then I get back in my car, blast my music, and I'm at my other client's home. Like It was just so good. I couldn't imagine. And it, it was always just word of mouth. It was always just referral. You never know who your next client is going to be. You never I'm telling you guys, I'm going to side note from everything new to this city. Someone's like, oh, hey, you know, like a coffee shop owner. And it's because I posted about this, my favorite coffee shop. And then they saw that, like, you never know who knows who or where your next client is going to come from. So stay open, stay kind, stay inviting and welcoming to every person. And after that, my next challenge was, oh, interesting, like workout classes. I was never, let me be very, very clear, a workout class person. I never found a class that I really loved. Again, like, don't judge me. I'm speaking for myself. I never really meshed with, like, growing up, going to all these classes. I would try everything, but I wasn't like, damn, I'm hooked on that. You know, I would take it, take a move, take a vibe, and that, or whatever it was, and a piece of equipment, and, like, put it in my own workout. And throughout the years, I have created a method of what I believe I love in everything that I have ever tried and put it into one. And it is constantly evolving, even to this day, the things that I try and what I love and how I move. And then I started the ass class. I started 
working at, well, being contracting with Turf. I was like their first trainer there. I really held down the fort when they opened. Then, you know, you meet someone else and then it went to Lululemon and it went to Aritzia. So I'm forever grateful for like working for those amazing And you forget like it's where you were. Vancouver is incredible for that because that's where Lululemon started. That's where Aritzia started. And that those are huge if you're from the U.S., you don't understand that like Canada does not have that many like big businesses that transcend into like North America or even like global. So to have both Lululemon and Aritzia based out of a city, it's like they have all those corporate advantages that like some other companies definitely don't have. So they have, I remember the gym at the Aritzia head office, like it was beautiful. And so you got to just- But you got to put it out there what you want. I was like, I want that so badly one day. I want that so badly. And yeah, I started the ass class because I went to the owner of the studio that I was contracting with. Again, still self-employed. Once I left that corporate gym years before. Did you finish school? Yep. But then you were working full-time right away. Full-time. I just decided to stay in Vancouver and build my business. And one thing led to another and I just got hooked on the high of work, work, work. I love work. I am my business. I work a lot and I love what I do. I'm intertwined with it. I think that's a very strong similarity that we share. And I've been feeling very guilty talking about how much I love work because people just, they connect it with like, that's toxic. If you love working, if you are obsessed with working, that becomes toxic because like you can't really have separation and that which like there is balance to be met with, right? Yeah. After starting the ass class method, which starts for, stands for absolutely sleek and solid, I had to fucking hustle. There was no break, but I don't regret that. There was a fire inside of me and I'm like, I'm self-employed. I need to build my business. I love what I'm doing. I'm changing people's lives. I'm changing my own life. I'm spreading love. I'm spreading movement. This is what I do. I can't not do it. Could I have gone out and had more nights where I'm drunk, hungover, late nights? Maybe. If I look back and I'm like, oh, I should have done that more in my 20s. But at the same time, it's like everything happens for a reason. And I didn't, like, I'm not a big drinker. I didn't drink that, you know, and have those nights where I was like hungover the next day because I had to work and I wanted to work. That was my priority. It's not toxic. It's just like, what are you prioritizing? I prioritized building my business, which led me to right here with you in this room that I could bring it online and be able to move and like, people know about me and my class and it's all around the world in many countries and like which is crazy yeah because I hustled and it's not toxic it's just like what are you prioritizing anyone who thinks it's toxic that that's a you thing not a you thing taking a quick break from that episode with a message from our sponsors this is for all the Vancouver listeners out there Planted Expo is an incredible inclusive event for everyone interested in wanting to learn more about plant-based living, vegan products, and to meet an incredible number of innovative small businesses that are bringing some of the most amazing products and services to every Canadian. It's happening this fall, so the weekend of November 20th and 21st in Vancouver at Convention Center West, which is one of Canada's most sustainable buildings, bringing you an amazing lineup of speakers, including Rich Roll, John Lewis, Anna Pipas, and many more. The Planted Expo is committed to bringing you a safe event and will be following all the 
latest and best practices for COVID safety. To find out more information about this and to get your tickets, you head over to plantedlife.com slash Vancouver. Lemon Water listeners, you get 10% off with code LEMONWATER at checkout. So if you are in Vancouver, definitely check it out. I wish this was in Toronto, but it is not. So if you end up going, let me know. Now back to the episode. So let's talk about 2020. I don't remember, so you can correct me, but when did BBM go online? Like when you had that whole website? June. June 2020. But I launched in May. Yeah. So pandemic hits. We're not in studios anymore, which is, that was like a big percentage of your business, going to people's houses, teaching in class. Packed classes. Yeah. How quick did you ship? Anxiety level, where was it? What the hell was going on through your head? I always knew that I wanted to bring it online. For years, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be online one day. Even before, like, everyone knew, anyone knew there was going to be a pandemic. I'm going to be online one day. Everything's going to be online. And I was just putting it out there, putting out there. Put out there what you want because it's going to happen. Why did you want to be online at that time? Because I I just feel like we had Kayla's booty workout from, like, Australia. But still, she wasn't fully online. It was like a piece of paper that you download. But it was still building an online presence. Why did you think, okay, I want to do video. I want it to be accessible for everyone. Like, how did you get that idea? I want every person to just be like knowing about BBM or doing BBM, Booty by Mish, because like that's how I'm going to spread the love. Social media is a love and hate. I started going on it when I was 25 for fun. I remember like my first boyfriend, like bless his heart, he was like taking my Instagram photos and like being really supportive and it was great and it was fun. But that is how you connect with people through social media. How am I going to talk to someone in Brazil? I can't call them. So I was in talks about going online before the pandemic happened. And my life was wild, working all the time, like I said, running around, going to class, 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 high energy. When it happened, I was already posting workouts online. So people in the community in Vancouver were like doing my workouts. And I launched it in May. I have a great team. And I was like, guys, just like, let's go have it done in like two weeks or like two months and let's just do it. And I got my camera and I just started filming workouts. Did I know what the next step was? No, you just go. Did I know about Toronto? No, you just go. You just start and you follow and you'll figure it out. And sometimes I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but I deep down know exactly what I'm doing. Like you have no idea what you're doing, but you know that you need to be here doing it. For me, it's hit or miss. Sometimes I'm like, I know what my end goal is. And I'm like, I'm just going to free ride this and figure it out, but I'm going to get there. That's where I'm going to get to. So I guess it's kind of the same. What I think is like so important to just talk about, it's like, for me, speaking from personal experience, for me, March 2020 hits, I'm having like horrible anxiety and fear because again, we never had to deal with this in our lifetime. Like what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. So for me, I'm not that type of person that like anxiety, it doesn't push me to do something. I like go inward and I just like stay in bed. I don't move. I like feel paralyzed with my emotions and thoughts and like movement for me as much as like I love walking everywhere and I loved going to workout classes. It was not a priority. And so much of our health and our well-being is like our immune systems need to function by us like moving and like helping our body. So you really helped build a community by just 
talking about the importance of movement, even if it's short movement, like you don't have to be doing a one hour workout in your room every single day. It's just that you have videos that are 10 minutes long, even stretch videos. Like, so I want to just hear your perspective and your, some talking points of like the benefits of movement long or short and just the importance of it, especially during a time like now, or even like, even if the shit wasn't going on, like why it's so important and why you also prioritize having those like smaller even before the pandemic I really love working out at home I felt like I mentioned earlier it was like an escape and time to connect with myself I was always around people in studios teaching and then also going to the gym it's like being around people you sometimes without even knowing give off energy and you take on people's energy so when I'm at home when I exercise it's just me with me and I love it. And so, you know, when the pandemic hit, I had to step it up and like really continue to encourage everyone to continue to move. Any movement, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes is something. It is you with you and it is you moving energy around, getting a sweat, feeling a burn. And if you have fitness or wellness goals, it must start somewhere, whether it's 1% or 100% that day. You're not going to have the best workout of your life every single day. You're not going to have the best movement, whatever your definition of working out is. I just feel that it is important to connect with yourself. And through movement, again, I find myself. And when when everyone's working from home, and you can't go out, and you can't meet a friend to make you happy, or you can't go shopping to make you happy, like wherever your external happiness comes from, like you're forced to sit with yourself and find happiness and love within, in a room, in your home. And it was fucking hell. And it's really scary. Like I lived in that loft alone after I was going through like a, like a shitty breakup. And like, I was like, oh my God, I have this business that I'm building and it's just me. Like, how am I going to motivate other people and like feel good? When you feel like, like no one knew, but like my life was blowing up. And my business is blowing up. I was moving out, moving into this beautiful spot. But like, I also had to like hustle with motivating everyone. And I needed it for me too. So building this community, I didn't feel alone. This entire pandemic, I knew that there were people working and moving with me on the other side of the screen. And I think it is so important to remember that guys, like if you're listening to this and you're, you're working out alone, you have your computer, your TV on, like you are never alone And to find self-love on your mat and to say sweet things to yourself on your mat is so important because those five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes a day or, you know, three times a week that you give yourself add up to something and it's energy for you. If you feel good, you are going to be happier and you're going to feel better and you're going to look better, but you're going to look better because you feel better. That's the most important thing. Having an ass and abs and all of that shit is really just a bonus for loving yourself. And so what kind of tips would you give to listeners about how they can just incorporate something like stretch when they're sitting at a desk all goddamn day? Yeah, so on my website, there's so much that go from like five minutes to again, like hour workouts or stretch sessions. But there's also, you know, you could sit down and drop your, like your ear to your shoulder and then rock your head back. Like it's a class and I am the type of instructor 
that I speak with love to you. I don't talk at you and I guide, but I encourage you to explore your body in your own way. So whether you're sitting down, maybe you want to move to the right, move to the left. Like, how do you feel? There's no judgment on yourself, how you move, when you move. It's about just opening up your computer or your phone and having maybe like your favorite teacher on the screen who's leading a workout, but you could be doing your own thing if you want. It's just like taking the time to set aside that time to breathe and to feel and to stretch. It's a scary thing to sit with yourself and to put time aside because you're like, ah, shit, I haven't done it in a week. I'm not going to do it now. I'm not good at it. Like, Well, I told you, how many times have I told you, like, I cannot work out at home alone? This is because you tell yourself you can't. And I keep telling myself that. I know it's so, so difficult. For me, the biggest thing was like, I loved going outside with purpose and like going to the gym with purpose and doing a workout class. And like when you kind of don't have that, it's just like, well, I have to stay at home. And then there are people who are completely opposite. They can like do three workouts a day from their house. Like they love it. It doesn't matter what environment they're in. They're fine. But everyone's different. And like, yes, I'm sitting with someone who is a friend of mine who teaches these incredible workouts online at home. And like, I myself can't bring myself to do it at times. It's a struggle. So it's like, you're not alone in that too. No. And even though I do it, I don't want to do it all the time. So you know what? I don't do it all the time. You need to find what feels good when it feels good. I encourage you to set up an environment for everyone who has been following me and who like watches me and all of that on social media. Like I always say, take out a candle, put on music that you love, like find a friend. Set the vibe, like date yourself, move, feel yourself. I use language, like touch yourself. Like I want you to feel your body. Fine. It might sound sexual, but like slide your hands up your thighs, up your body. Like when you feel good in movement, you'll want to do it more. Just take it day by day. Because I, we sat down here and I'm like, oh, it's raining. I don't want to do anything today. Like I'm not going to, but then tomorrow, who knows, maybe we'll have more energy. And another thing you're huge on that I want to talk about and kind of like, if you can guide listeners to like your process and like all of that, but first talk about the importance of journaling and like, you're very open about it on your platform and you talk about it a lot and you also show people what you write. So let's talk about your journey with it and like how it's helped you and what you think, just how it might help other people as well. There's layers to journaling. Like I started, I remember my first journal entry was when I first moved again in 2011 to Vancouver. I want to remember my life. So I write to remember. I write to feel. I write to figure shit out. I write to get things off my chest. It's like a diary. I want to get to know myself so well in this life. I have one life with this body, with this mind, with these feelings that I have and these people that I'm meeting. I want to remember falling in love. I want to remember being heartbroken. I want to remember being excited and sad and question myself with why I feel how I feel. And I want to manifest things. And when I put pen to paper, it's a commitment to myself in time, like to spend time with myself. And I can go back and read my journal entries and be like, oh my God, I remember that happened. But I can also see how much I've changed and how much I've learned and how lost I once was and how found I once became. You know, it's, I'm seeing my relationship with myself and myself evolve in pages. And 
I want to be that person in fitness, health in the fitness industry, who is raw and real and unedited and relatable. And you see me on the street and you walk up and you're like, oh my God, how are you? Like, I want to be approachable and spread love because love is the foundation of it all. And it sounds really hippy dippy, but when you journal first, like I like to journal first in the morning, first thing in the morning, and maybe I have things I want to write about and maybe I don't, but I just free write it. And when you have love for yourself, you have love for movement with your body too. So you start with the mind and then you go into the body. The mind and the body are very connected. Why are you working out today? What energy are you moving around in your body? Because you got to fight with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or you hate work, whatever it is. Like the mind, the body, and you are all connected. So this platform that I have and when I show on social media, it's not just a workout, it's a lifestyle. And it takes time to integrate. You're not going to see a result in a day, but you could feel better in a day. You could feel better just by changing your mindset. And journaling has done that for me. I have found myself, like I mentioned, in these pages and in these words, and I have written journal entries with tears falling down my face and I've written with the biggest smile on my face. But I date myself every morning. It's a selfish, beautiful routine that I have where I light my candle, I wake up early, my man is sleeping upstairs and it's just me before the world opens up and I have my phone going off and social media is on. Like, how do I want to start my day? And then how do, what energy do I want to bring to my clients? Because if I'm full, they will get the best of me. When I love myself, my friends will get the best of me. I will get the best of me. So that is why I do it. It's like two ways for you. Sometimes you'll just write down a quote or something that you feel, or sometimes it's like literally like a day entry of like what you've been doing and whatnot. And it also might look different for everyone else. Like there is that, what is that like? The two minute journal. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's also more of like a manifestation thing. It's an intention setting. So it might look at different for everyone else, but it's just you definitely encouraged to take that time with yourself in the morning before any, but that's another thing why you should wake up early. I love like sometimes when I'm up at 530, like if I wake up because I have to go to the bathroom, I'm like, I'm not going back to bed because I'm never going to get this time alone being this quiet so early on. So I think maybe that just goes into why you should wake up earlier as well. But I'm also a morning person. Tips on like what you, how you think people should start getting into it. On my website, I just want to say one more time, there's like every week, I know I'm like saying it, but that my website is an extension of me. Like it's an extension of not only my workouts, but I, my journal prompts are. So you have that. I have that every week. There's like seven. And I encourage you to do one each day before you do your workout. Cause there's a weekly workout schedule. And I might sound like I'm plugging the website, but like I do it because what the themes are for the journals, they're what I'm going through, what questions I'm asking myself. So I'm inviting my friends who are like subscribers in my community to join me in the questions that I am asking myself. What do I need to let go? What, how do I feel most vulnerable? What am I afraid of? So maybe you wake up one day and you're like, what has most of my attention today? When I feel like this, I'm going to think of this. What's my favorite song right now? Why is it my favorite song? You just get to know yourself in the smallest way. What made me feel beautiful this weekend? Oh, when I put on that dress, I love that dress. Like little things like that. Or like, what's bothering me? How do you feel? What makes you happy? Just having conversations with yourself. It's a conversation with yourself. And you and I had spoken previously. It's it's also a way 
for self-healing, just to like lie down and just talk and have a conversation with yourself, which seems silly. It is so scary, but don't be afraid of being with yourself because it is where you will meet yourself and see yourself. During the pandemic, I was living alone. So my mind goes in wild, wild places as like yours do and everyone else's. And these words and these pages were anchors for my mind to remind myself and to stay like sane and like, you're good. You're going to be okay. You got this. Like, I love you, Michelle, is all over my Instagram. Look, you're in my room. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I needed to hear that, but not from another person, from myself. So whatever I needed to hear, I wrote in my pages because I am the only one who can make myself happy. And that's the same thing in movement. You want to see results. You want to, consistency is key. You're the only one who really is going to hold yourself accountable for it. So in pages, in movement is where you will find yourself. What do you hope for people that come visit your page or sign up for, you know, the BBM program? Like, what do you hope that they walk away from? Away with? Enjoying time with themselves. There's so much stuff out there on social media that I've seen that is just like a lot of bullshit. And I want to continue to create a community of amazing people and humans who love themselves. And if you love yourself, you're going to forgive yourself for eating poorly, not working out, whatever it is that you are going through. I want people to be excited about movement and getting to know themselves and be selfish. I feel like you've shared your morning routine with us. We know what you do when you wake up. (laughs) What are some, you know, rituals that you also implement in your day-to-day that, what do you do? Like, what does Mish do? Because you don't share everything. I walk everywhere. I like going on walks because, and I like to look up at the sky. I love music. I get lost in sound. I get lost in music. I love calling friends and talking shit. I love cooking the same things over and over again. That's why I like, I love vegetables. I love salads. I really love stretching. But if you see that I'm not posting a lot on social media that day, if you follow me, it's because I'm having a quiet day. I know my boundaries when it comes to social media. I've I've gotten lost in that world. And I'm like trying to answer everyone all the time. And how do you deal with that too? For me personally, I feel like everyone's social platform is like an invitation to others who don't know you to just have access to you. And then sometimes as someone with a following, you kind of, you do let that in. But it's like for people on the other end, like how do you deal with if it's, it gets too much and people are asking a bit more than you can chew off? I can read it and come back to it when I'm ready. I like to answer as much as I can at my convenience, as we all should. I'm a business. You are a business. We are open 24-7. If we stop, our business stops. But when it comes to, you know, social media answering like questions and stuff, I want to give it my full attention because those people are my clients. They're potential clients. They mean something to me, even though I haven't met you. I train you across like through the screen and I care about them, but I will answer you when it's right for me because I want to answer it right. That is my approach to it. If I feel stress, it's in my throat. I feel tension and I don't want to, I don't like that. No one likes that. So yeah, I answer it when I'm ready to answer. And I feel like that is an important lesson to everyone listening. I'm pointing to the microphone because know your boundaries. Before we go, what do you want to leave off listeners with? What's next for you? Before the end of the year, what are you looking forward to? 
I'm looking forward to continuing to build friendships in this new city and adapt and get lost and be uncomfortable. I'm looking forward to hosting a class and meet, you know, new people and spread the love here in Toronto. I'm still like, I'm super new and I want like new clients. I want to meet new people and that's what I want. Thank you for joining me. So I hope for those who are listening, enjoyed this episode and you can find Michelle at Booty by Mish on Instagram. And then she posts some things there. Maybe I'll inspire you to join the program. And do you have a playlist on Spotify? I feel like you should. I should. Yeah. Okay. She's going to start a Spotify playlist now because I said so. Okay. Well, bye everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye.